It's Tracy, and I am back again with another episode of Truth, Lies, and Cover-Ups. This is a chat episode that I have super producer Alex with me to help out. How are you? I have to talk to you. I have to talk mm-hmm. to you for the whole episode. That is true. This is going to be a long, long episode. It might be for a lot of people. Good Lord, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Oh, good, good. So um, how was your Thanksgiving? Um, Thanksgiving was Turkalicious. I, mm-hmm. I boiled up a turkey and some oil. How about you? Uh, went to the farm. Yeah? Yeah. So it was good. It was incident free. We didn't go shooting this year. No. God, and uh, what else didn't happen? There was a lot of people not there because they had other places to be. So it was me also, terribly and my husband. Terribly disappointing. There's, I mean, there's no in-law drama. There's no mm-hmm. firearms involved. I mean, mm-hmm. this is all nice. the trappings of a really boring Thanksgiving. Well, kind of, but it was relaxing. It was good. Yeah, I'm used to the more exciting stories that you give me. Remember oh. the Thanksgiving three years ago where uh, where your father-in-law got drunk and chased your mother-in-law around the, the house with a shotgun? I do not because it did not happen. Yeah, and then she hit him over the head with a cutting board and then... No, uh, that's like on a cartoon. Oh, that might be something <laughs> you, You've yeah. been watching too many old cartoons. <laughs> but anyway, so we... We have some thanks. We are thankful here on the show. Uh, and you know, today we are going to thank Big Time Roberts, who bought us a coffee. Oh, right on. Yeah. Thank you for Big Big, big Time Roberts. Is big that time right? Big Time Roberts. Yeah, I think. That's I don't a cool know. name. Yeah, it is cool. I don't. I think if I had to guess, I think it's a guy, but I don't know. <laughs> With a name like Big Time, yeah. But it could also be a cartoon. It could. That could be a cartoon name. It could. Yeah. yeah, which, but so anyway, big time, Roberts, we love you. Thank you for loving the show and showing Absolutely. us a little Thank love. You. Yeah. And we understand that there's some, uh, that that a uh, number of people, because we've been hearing this from people, uh, that they would like to purchase, of a co- uh, purchase us a coffee. And if you don't know, that's how we subsidize the show with these small donations that come in. And thank you in advance for that. And those of you that have donated, thank you so much for keeping us on the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, we put a link in what Tracy likes to call the show notes down below and depending on which platform that you are using to access this show they all have different ways of doing this but basically there should be a written description somewhere around the show that you're Mm -hmm. clicking on the link that you're clicking on to get to us and in the text of that description is where you will find a link to give us money so if you're attempting to give us money and you're unable to find the link, we, we would like to make it as obvious as possible. We do the best we can there. It should be in the description of this show on whichever platform you are accessing it on. Yeah, and it's a link. And thanks ahead of time for that because it does it, it makes a difference. And we like to know that people love us. So, Absolutely. so thank you very much. Now, um, this is the second time we've tried to record this episode. Yeah, the first time you were a weirdo. No, well, there's always that. That's yeah. that's a constant. But uh, we had the, we had an incident. And we did. And it involved the electricity going off in the neighborhood. Now, mm-hmm. Tracy and I live in the same neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, we're about five blocks apart. Otherwise, I'd have to set her house on fire. Mm-hmm. But um, so uh, the electricity went off in her neighborhood, but not in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And so the screen that we are looking at, which is one of these, you know, the, the it's a Zoom video conference mm-hmm. Zoom screens. So I'm looking at a picture of her. And then the screen froze. And the picture that the screen froze on with Tracy's face, you know, when you like you're, you're chewing, you've got something on the inside of your lip and you, you know, like pull your lip over to the front of your teeth and you're chewing on that thing, uh, trying to get something off the inside of your lip. That's where it froze. 
with her in that <laughs> position, which is like the sideways pucker position. That's what we're going to call it that. Sideways pucker. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why are you giving me that look? I had this conversation with you. I swear I was like Br'er Bear talking to Br'er Rabbit uh, about why are you, you know, all covered in tar with the tar baby here and still giving me this look. I, I won. Why are you giving me this look? And you're still giving me that look with your frozen. lips squeezed across your face. And then it took about 30 seconds for me to fit. And I'm like, are you there? Just move. Just blink if you're there. And I got nothing. And I'm like, okay. So I'm the moron in this case because I've been talking to a frozen screen. But then it got worse. Tell us about it. Well, because you know, my husband is a rocket scientist. Are we saying that facetiously? uh, No, it's a real thing. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) He's an actual rocket scientist. He's an actual rocket. And so he has rewired the whole house himself Mm -hmm. and he put in our electrical box himself. I don't even Mm -hmm. think he turned the electricity off to do it. I think he just put the whole thing in live, (laughs) like, like from the pole to the house live. Mm -hmm. And well, I didn't know the depth of this electrical problem. And so as when I called you, Alex, you were like, well, just go out and, and open that box. I'm like, no, I'm not touching that box. I go, that is that is Matt's box. And There's it is not- nothing in that box that can hurt you. And well, as it, wife he, of he the likes, house, as woman things. of the house, there's no reason why you cannot access the circuit breaker box, especially things. when the power goes off. He likes things his way. So I go out there and Alex is like, yeah, just turn off the big one. And, and, and I, said, <laughs> I said, okay. And so, <laughs> so I did. And then he's like, all right, turn it back on. I'm like, uh. <laughs> I was like what was that face again with the uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I might be in a lot of trouble because we were on a time crunch because Matt was on his way home from the gym and so Ooh. and so I called so I had to call you I was like you have to come over here immediately and turn this back on because I'm going to be in the biggest trouble ever if, I'm like just it, flip the switch yeah but it was stuck in the off <laughs> put some elbow into it you were an athlete come on it was, it was hard to do it was hard to do <laughs> no i you there is no reason why you couldn't flip that switch back on but i know what it was is that there's a lot of electricity behind that panel and just a very thin piece of sheet metal separating your hand from that panel mm-hmm. and then we're talking about you putting extraordinary force into a switch which i could cause your hand to i don't know pierce through the panel somehow if you slipped hey and, grab onto something i'm i'm just worried about things being a little out of order when my husband gets home with the electricity situation we were safely able to conceal our shenanigans at the circuit breaker box that is true we concealed that and then we found where the problem was which was over the way and you know what i went by there and i saw what they did to patch up that line that they had it looks like they put it together with a bunch of duct tape and the problem with that is i don't it just didn't seem like a first world solution it's exactly (laughs) it is exactly what your rocket scientist boyfriend would have done i don't know yeah i don't did you see it it's over there i'm sure he did duct taped your entire house together probably (laughs) anyway um well Well, i understand somebody actually you had a little monkey wrenching we had some trouble because my husband at Christmas time, he turns into Clark Griswold. He does, and <laughs> our we—you can see our house from space at Christmas. It is full-on <laughs> electrical contracting. That we have uh-huh. a herd of animatronic reindeer in the front yard. <laughs> we have a tree that it has grown. It's it has doubled its size since we moved in. It is it is threatening to take over the coolness of the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree. 
It is so big. Yeah. So this is is a real tree. It's not a folding one that you. Yeah, it's our real tree in the front yard. And you know what? Someone and 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 you come around the corner, and our house like lights up like you would not like the whole (laughs) your whole world lights up. You got to wear sunglasses around here at night. Now, are you getting pushback from the neighbors from this as a result? Well, I reminded one of the neighbors what a great view they had of our yard the other day, and she did, she kind of gave me the side eye. <laughs> <laughs> Which is better than if she had just chewed on her lip and then frozen. Exactly. Because then you don't know what to think. Exactly. So anyway, um, two nights ago, someone cut the, the cord on our tree so it, so it wouldn't light up. They just cut the cord. Yeah, they cut the cord. Now, we do have bunnies in the yard, which have chewed through cords before. So I know what a bunny chewed cord looks like. And mm-hmm. this was a clean cut with a knife cord. Okay, so it didn't look like it was cut with a dull beaver. Uh-uh. Okay. <laughs> no, no. It's And so we got, a, we got a Christmas bandit in our neighborhood. Clearly you do. Now, I'm thinking the only reason that they cut one of those wires mm-hmm. is because they found out what happens when you cut a live wire with a knife. Well, we there's no evidence is the problem. There's no mm. evidence of that. But you know what? Well, that's Matt, what I'm saying. The evidence is that they only cut one wire. Mm-hmm. They stopped after they you know put oh, the knife oh, through so one wire and out. discovered, oh, they, okay, those are those are on. That hurts. I think and there's Matt, a lot of sparks. I when think we Matt do this. should should rig it up so they they won't they they won't make it through if they try to cut it again. I think that we'd would have be a, a dead body idea. and it'd be a crime scene. In the yard. <laughs> well, you know what? Just put some of those uh, bug zappers out there and then hang some Christmas lights off of them and just see what happens. <laughs> I mean, what, what, souped it's up a bug win-win. Zapper? Yeah. You either catch the person or you just kill all the bugs and then like the Christmas bugs in the neighborhood. <laughs> oh, all the Christmas bugs. Go. Right. Yeah. In Absolutely. Colorado. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Well, um, you had an incident of uh, you kind of busted some fraud not long ago. Which fraud did I bust? At the Mexican restaurant. The Mexican restaurant busted. Yeah, remember with the tips? With Oh, that was years ago. But we were talking about it the other day. Yeah, we so, should talk about it. It's, it is, it's fraud worthy. It's fraud light. So this is really interesting. And if you get into the, you know, the people that listen to our show, they're interested in fraud. And, and, and I have to I think they're, they're probably more interested into the crazy stuff. What did somebody do? What did they think they could get away with? Or what do they actually get away with? Because that's right. what's interesting about it. But if we really get into the intrinsics of fraud, and I don't want to mansplain this too badly, but, uh, <laughs> you know, fraud is basically you sell somebody something, you take their money and you deliver something different than what you had originally sold them. Sure. So, you know, that's fraud or you don't deliver it at all. That would be fraud. And uh, so in this case, what we were talking about, and this is years ago, um, there was a little Mexican restaurant that opened, I don't know, a mile away. And they and had we're, great- We're in Boulder, Colorado. Yeah. And we got Mexican yeah. restaurants all over the place. So mm-hmm. this was a new one. They had great green chili here. Uh, and so I got on a kick of going there and grabbing the green chili burrito and really cool, unique place with, you know, you, you go and stay in the line and they make it in front of you just like Qdoba or Chipotle, but they had a very unique setup and it was pretty impressive what they did and they made good food. And then of course you get to the cash register at the end, they got a really big pickle jar there, you know, and it says tip jar on it, it's decorated. And, uh, and like anybody, I throw my change in there or I throw a dollar in there or something for the staff and move on. And maybe like the sixth or eighth time that I was in there, I noticed back behind the register on the wall facing kind of perpendicular to me. It's facing away from the cash register. So, so not really like. Not exactly easy. in line of sight, but I could right. kind of move my head around mm-hmm. and see what he was saying over there mm-hmm. 90 degrees over. And it was a, a boilerplate 
printed sign that said, tips are property of management and do not belong to employees. Oh, that is And a little bit of legalese underneath that or something, Mm. you know, you know, per local statute, yada, 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 something, it was something like that. But so I remember looking at that and I was like, well, that's an unusual sign. I've never seen that before. Why would the tips be going to the management? So I asked the guy, the cashier about it as I was going through, I was like, what, what does that sign mean? He says, he means, well, he said that, so that big tip jar that you're throwing money into that goes to the owners. Not to the staff. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And that struck me as incredibly fraudulent because the the understanding, anybody's understanding, when you are putting a tip in a tip jar at a cash register that is manned by, you know, people that you are tipping the people that have just helped you, Mm -hmm. that they're going to receive the money and that you're giving them praise or thank you or a good job for what they just did and hopefully that they'll take good care of you next time around as well so that's the whole idea with the tip jar there that you're tipping the staff that have just helped you not you're giving the money to the owners who are not even in the room and that's horrible yeah it ticked me off enough that i was like you know what a i'm not coming back here i don't think uh, B, I'm going to do something about this. And I told the guy, I was, you know, I'm going to do something about that. Could it take me off? I ended up writing a letter to the editor in the local newspaper. And and it got printed a couple of days no. later, shows up in the newspaper. And I'm like, okay, there's my name. There's my address. And there's <laughs> my condemnation. Well, it says Boulder, not. Colorado. But, oh, okay. you know, Google's going to come up with my name anyway. I'm in the uh-huh. phone book. So, um, so. And I'm looking at it there and I'm like, oh, okay. So then I went on to the uh, daily camera, the, the local newspaper website uh-huh. where they printed the thing and it allows for comments underneath. How did that go? There were some blistering comments down there, some very angry people about this. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, I may have just opened a can of worms here. <laughs> so just for fun, about a day or two later, I went in there to get a burrito and some green chili. <laughs> Oh. And the person, you know, I, I wait through the line and I get up to the front and I order what I'm ordering. And the person, you know, there was a female back there and uh, and she pulls out the burrito and she's like, okay, yeah, we're making a burrito. All right. And she throws the thing down and then she looks at me and then she does a double take uh-huh. and looks at me again and took a nice long stare. Uh-huh. And then she went back to what she was look, working on. And I was like, okay, that is not a normal look. <laughs> she was on to you <laughs> i later found out she was one of the two owners slash managers no. of the location mm. now i get to the end of the line to the cash register spit in your burrito and the tip jar is gone oh and so is the sign mm-hmm. on the wall uh-huh. and i'm like okay so i just let it go and uh, i didn't go in there again for a little while <laughs> I did go back, I don't know, two weeks later, something like that. And there was a lot less business in there. Oh, now that may not have had anything to do with what I had done. Uh, Uh But uh, and nobody recognized me and it looked like a different uh, a different staff than I'd seen Mm. in there previously. Uh I didn't recognize any of the faces. So anyway, I sit down at a table. I'm eating my burrito over there. A guy comes by and he's, you know, cleaning off tables. He's whatever. And I and uh, I started asking him some questions. And this is a couple of years ago, so I don't remember the details. But I did ask him if uh, if uh, that letter to the editor had any impact on them. He's like, oh, yeah, there's a lawsuit now. I think it's a class action lawsuit. Uh Somebody got an attorney and now they're suing the owners because they want their tips 
to go to the staff and because they had multiple locations here as well. Uh -huh. And that one of the locations had like the people had refused to work mm -hmm. anymore oh, really? until it, yeah, I mean, it was, I don't remember all the details of it, but it was a big uproar. And I was like, that was because of a letter to the editor. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah. It got a lot of people ticked off. And I was like, okay. And I was like, by the way, Nope, didn't say it. <laughs> Just, that, that was one of the few occasions in my life where I was like, nope, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Keep your today. Mouth shut. That's, hard. That's hard for both of that us. That does not happen often, well, but well, they're you still know. there. They haven't gone out of business. Last I, uh, last I heard is that somewhere in the six-month period, they reached a settlement on the lawsuit, and I think uh -huh. the two owners of the Boulder location got out and sold it to somebody else or something along those lines, but there was some sort of split like that. Well, you know, you're lucky that they didn't find this uh, website that I found. Which is? Rentahitman.com. <laughs> you can rent a hitman? Well, okay, so it's this parody site, but it lures actual people who want to kill. So they Really? So they think they could just go hire a hitman. Uh huh. And here's the deal. There's this guy, Bob. I think. Could it's you just Ein. get one of these guys on eBay or something? You know. Well, and he has his whole site. So anyway, this guy, Bob. Is it Ins or Eins? I don't know. It's I N N E S. Anyway, let um, me get he, this straight. You're renting a hitman named Bob. Well, Bob is the guy that runs it, but he has this, uh, I guess, pen name of Guido Frenelli. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because that's a whole lot less sketchy than Bob. Yeah, totally. So anyway, <laughs> he had this idea as a joke, and it ended up um, catching real-life criminals. Like, people with actual real criminal intent have been arrested off of this site. And if you no, read it, it is hilarious because it's pretty clear that it's a parody. But some people are so filled with rage that they don't read <laughs> the, the fine print. Just and give so, me the hitman. <laughs> Just send so, them now. So, so listen to this. Okay, so because it has a form on there. Now, mm -hmm. now, let, now, let me see. Let me just tell you this. I emailed them and I was like, hey, will you come on my show? I'd like to talk to you. Mm -hmm. And I get an email back from Guido. <laughs> <laughs> who said he's too busy and i'm like what else are you doing besides what do you have to do besides talk to people like me? and he says i can't i can't talk about that can't talk about writing. it he can't okay nope. <laughs> so here's, here's the deal. um so some of these um people that have written in because they have a form right just like you yeah. have to request a service what is the reason you're contacting us uh answer i need my son to be taken care of this is real mm -hmm. describe what services you would like performed Get rid of my son. It doesn't matter how. Just make it quick. <laughs> Wait, here's another one. Here's another one. Uh, okay. Reason for contacting us. My dad has no reason to spank me or take my phone away. What do you want? Done. Murder via gunshot to the head. <laughs> These are real. These are real. Uh, That's probably from a 12-year-old. Now, I bet that was from a 14-year-old. Okay, anyway, next next one. Reason contacting. I hope this site is not a joke. What's your discount for four people? <laughs> <laughs> and I think the reply would, it would be something like, I hope that your initial inquiry was not a joke. No, the, the his, his response is to call the police. And all these people have been getting arrested. Okay, here's one from Ohio. Uh, why are you contacting us? Family hates me. Describe what you want. Just kill any way you can. <laughs> Here's another one. Here's another one. Uh, describe what services you would like performed. I'm not sure exactly, but I just want him to leave me and my family alone for good if he's 
uh, hurt or maybe paralyzed from the waist down, but I just <laughs> want it out of my life for good. Like these are real things. Like, hang on, there's one more. This so that one was basically just, you know, I'd like to hire someone to cut this person in half. Just maim him. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, um, okay. New, this is from New Orleans because nothing's corrupt down there, right? No, no. Uh, describe what services you want. I would like her dead since she's trying to kill me. We, we don't have any more detail than that. No, but fair enough. If someone's trying to kill you, you might as well kill them back. Um, so, okay. So some There's of the people. There's a distinct lack of use of proper nouns here. Uh, yeah, totally. Okay. So uh, Devin Fauber got arrested uh, for attempting to hire a hitman to kill his ex-girlfriend and mm-hmm. her parents. He's now serving 10 years. Uh, Leif ha- Heyman okay. uh, arrested in, in June, pleaded not guilty to... Uh, Asking Rena Hitman to murder his mother-in-law. <laughs> I mean, there should be a little bit of allowance on a, on an in-law. When? <laughs> I mean, so. there should be a tolerance number, like percentage or something here. Well, it should there be just a discount? Well, or or that, yeah. <laughs> either way, uh, well, Wendy the Bean? discount would go with the quantity. I mean, the guy who's looking oh. for the four killings, yeah, that. Uh-huh. Yeah, you get it like 25% off on the aggregate, I think. Oh, right, right. Well, um, anyway, Common Wendy, practice. Wendy Wayne, 52 years old, pleaded guilty in November to trying to have her ex-husband killed for five thousand dollars with two hundred dollars down. <laughs> two hundred dollars down. I, I don't, that's I don't not a red flag. Five thousand dollars is not is not that's like you can't kill anyone for that much. I thought it'd be like fifty. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, um, so rentahitman.com. Make sure you go and check that out. They were they were too too busy fielding or doing hits for us, but um I, I still like them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um so Alex, uh, you know uh what else has gone on? And this is super interesting, I think, because both of us um hail from the south. Uh-huh. Uh some customers took down an Alabama tractor supply store uh, shoplifter. They took him down. They okay, him so down tractor with, supply, yeah. for those of you that don't know, is basically like farm goods. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it's not a whole lot different than a Home Depot, except that they've got farm stuff on there, too. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, cool little um, hardware-ish store for tractor people or farm people. And somebody was in there shoplifting, and what yeah. happened? They shoplifted. They got out. They got into their car, and one of the customers started chasing them because they actually trained the employees to just let the merchandise go and don't worry about it. Sure. Yeah. And so, but one of the employee or one of the customers chased this guy out, tussled with him, and the guy ended up driving off in his car. And another customer in the parking lot took out his sidearm and shot the tires out of the car. Really, a car yeah. driving away. Yeah. And just pulled out a gun and started shooting at the car. Well, with some merchandise after they witnessed the whole thing. That doesn't strike you as a profound overreaction? It strikes me as someone who had a gun and wanted to shoot it. Yeah, I think that's exactly what you're talking about. I mean, it is Alabama, so mm-hmm. we, we... It's south know, of Mobile. Like, we're talking south of Mobile. That's the Gulf. You can't get any further south of well, Mobile. I, I, you can get a little further <laughs> south along the coast, but not much. <laughs> you're going to take a swim if you do that. But so I can understand if you live in Mobile, you're carrying a gun around, you're going to be a little angry to begin with. Uh, well, you're going to look for something to shoot, so they, they found yeah, something. Yeah. yeah, and if it's not a road sign, then you might as well take out somebody at the tractor supply. But so... Okay, I'm all about, you know, let's do good. Let's do some justice. Let's tackle the guy in the parking lot, take mm-hmm. the stuff back from him, you know, beat him up a little bit, and then pack him up in his car and, yeah, there's some street justice for you right there. Well, but now, somebody driving away and, well, 
he stole something. All right, let's shoot him. But, well, they shot the tires. They didn't shoot the guy. They're shooting at the person in the car. They're shooting at the car. Yeah. So, I mean, the car could have blown up. I don't up. know if it was an accident they hit the The bullets tire. could have ricocheted and killed a baby in a minivan driving right next to him. I mean, well, I, I got but problems it happened. With that. But here's the deal. Have you ever seen a shoplifting incident? Um, I, I, I don't think I've actually watched one. No. I have watched two accidentally. Really? Yeah. So, one, I was over here at Home Depot on 30th, mm-hmm. and I was out in the parking lot. And I saw a guy run out of the garden center with something big. It looked like uh, it like flat screen TV size box. Whoa. And he ran to a car waiting around the corner there on that main. Uh, yeah, strip. I know exactly what you yeah. mean. Yeah. And um, and the employee did just what the employee should do is ran to the edge of, of the door and just stopped. And, okay. and they got in there and off they went. And then not long after that, I I had a few extra minutes because I was going um, to an appointment and I pulled over in a Coles parking lot over mm-hmm. here on 287 out in Louisville. And I, uh, as I was sitting there, I was checking my email and the alarm started going off and I looked up and I saw this, this girl, she was a little plump and she had an arm full of clothes and she ran and got into a, <laughs> she, she, she didn't, she running was not uh, one of the things she did every day. Um, but, but she ran and she, and she, she got, she into, wanted those clothes, baby. She did, well, she got into an escalator and off they went. And I'm like, uh, okay, for one, if you got, if an, you escalate got an escalator and you can't afford to shop at Kohl's, we got another problem. Well, the bigger problem is, why are you stealing from Coles? Like, steal from somewhere good. Yeah, go to Nordstrom's at least. Go, yeah, get yourself some Jimmy Choo's. Like, you, yeah. <laughs> you go get yourself something good. So I don't know if the Escalade was, the Escalade had to have been stolen. Can been. we start a, sh- I'm sorry, this is a little tangent. Can we start a brand of shoes and we'll just make them tennis shoes? But on the side of the shoes, we're going to print, like, our, our logo will be C-H-E-W-S, Choo's. So we'll be selling Chews, and the name of the company will be Jimmy. So we'll be selling Jimmy Chews. We could, and that would be a great insult to Jimmy Chew himself. Cause, Do cause we you, think we would, and then we could paint the soul red, because those are the red ones, right? I think some of them are red, yeah, the Jimmy Chews. Okay, because yeah. I know they had a trademark case about that in the, in court, and they They're actually They're nice won. shoes. So, so yeah. if you don't know, those listening, Jimmy Chew, it's Jimmy C-H-O-O. The shoes are about fifteen or $1,700. Okay, and yeah, and I'm thinking we really can nice. maybe dovetail onto that mm-hmm. uh, by, well, we'll start a company called Jimmy, mm-hmm. and we're going to sell Chews, and we'll write right there on the side of them, pair of Jimmy Chews, something like that. We're, we're going to make a million. I think we would get... In trouble for counting. I think we'd get sued for sure, but think, um, <laughs> it might be worth it. Yeah, for the we show. may actually win. You, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So, so speaking of uh, something else that didn't turn out to be worth it, um, mm-hmm. crypto has had some problems lately. Oh, that's been a that's uh, just been a, a self or on a mission of self destruction. As it well, might. so today, do you own any crypto anything? No, I almost bought some, but I didn't. So, okay. um. And what you? kept you from buying it? My brother, who's a financial guy, he told me, don't do it. Okay. But not even for specific. fun. He's like, there's no asset. Do not do that. So yeah. anyway, um, he uh, so this guy uh, who who was the CEO of FTX, mm-hmm. um, what was his name? His name what is, is FTX. FTX was a crypto trading platform. Sam Bankman Freed. Okay. 
I did an analysis, body language analysis, because he did a big interview with, I believe, Bloomberg uh-huh. uh, just the other day. And I did this big analysis for the media on this. And the question was, was he lying in this interview? And what were, do you remember the findings? Uh, no, he, uh, for the most part, he is not lying, except I found, I found one part where he, he was lying about if he knew that they were commingling funds with the other company. Okay. But you know, the, so the one thing that somebody's really looking for, if they're mm-hmm. analyzing that, um, is they're looking in the guy's eyes to see, is this person who runs a cryptocurrency organization of mm-hmm. whatever magnitude is this person a true believer or are they just selling me something and that's ultimately what people go off of if they believe the person or not mm-hmm. and whether or not the person believes in what they're saying kind of you know a la donald trump if you will uh-huh. uh, is going to make them far more plausible and may ultimately affect their credibility to some degree so what i'm hearing from you is that it, it seems like he came across like a true believer with one exception. Well, true believer, yes. Uh, Which you would have now, to be to sell some basically computerized currency that does not exist. Yeah, well, okay, so that, but he's uh, the, the, the I know, I know the type. He's a reckless gamble, gambler type. He's not into rules at all. Mm-hmm. And he thinks he'll make it up if he loses something, right? So, sure. so that, so not into oversight, not into audits not not into uh regulations nobody's into any of those things but with good reason Mm -hmm. well right so anyway but the point is he did know that uh those funds were commingled in the way that they are and he did not care so that is that's what i got on sam huh so Mm -hmm. i got a interesting proposal on facebook a couple of weeks ago from an acquaintance. It's not somebody I know particularly well, but uh-huh. I do know the person. Uh-huh. And that person is a big Burning Man person. He's worked oh. at Burning Man for years since hippie. the beginning. Hippie dippy. Well, something like that. Um, uh-huh. I, I would say fringe is probably a better description of who he is. You know, somebody who gravitates to the fringe of society and not mainstream. Okay. Uh, anyway, so he is... Um, he, he's been involved with the Burning Man organization for years, uh, kind of on the on the margins in some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, he wanted to launch a bicycle rental business, and he was looking for investors. Oh, okay. So he had um, sent his, uh, uh, basically a big long Facebook message, instant message out to, I presume, everybody he knows on Facebook, okay. uh, looking for investors. Here's what I'm looking for. I need $100,000 for, you know, to buy this thing. And, um, and this is what your return's going to be and yada, yada. Um, and he's promising a 30% return on your investment in 90 days. Nope. And I'm like, that sounds sketchy. Well, so wait a minute. So basically what he was asking for is he wanted five people to contribute Mm $20,000. So for a a total of a hundred or a total of a hundred thousand. And, uh, and for that, he was promising a 30% return in 90 days or three Mm -hmm. months. And I'm like, so I'm going to give you $20,000 Mm-hmm. And in 90 days, I get 6,500 back mm-hmm. if everything goes right. Mm-hmm. Why on earth would I do that? Mm-hmm. I would make an additional 13,500 if I just kept my money. Oh, so, so you wouldn't, so, 
so he didn't really think this through. Well, <laughs> like, I like think you weren't going to get your investment back. That gives you a little idea of kind of what we're talking about here is, is what he meant to say and did not know to say uh -huh. was that it was a 130% return. Oh, okay. Okay. Meaning you get your initial investment of 20,000 back plus an additional 65, 7,000, uh -huh. something like that. Uh -huh. um, and I assume that's the end of the relationship at that point mm -hmm. because it doesn't talk about any residual year after year thing. Mm -hmm. It's just a one-time deal that you'll get a 30% return on your initial investment plus your initial investment. But nowhere in there does it say that you get your initial investment back. It doesn't say any of that. And then I noticed about a week later that he stuck something up on Facebook, basically barraging all of Facebook for not responding to his thing and saying, that's it. I'm it was done with well Facebook. thought out investment plan. Yeah, I'm done with Facebook. No more. I don't want anything to do with this anymore. Everybody else knows how to reach me separately because nobody responded to my... And I'm like, dude, you're asking people to pay you $20,000 in the hopes that you'll return 6,500 to them. <laughs> and you're wondering why days. nobody is jumping on this opportunity. <laughs> I mean, even if you had specified all of that and made a very professional approach to this that, okay, you get a 130% payout and it's a one-time only thing. You won't get it year over year. Um, and in 90 days, I'll give you a 30% return on your money. Basically, even if you had done that, it kind of strains the boundaries of credulity that, okay, yeah, you're going to make 30% on your money in three months. Well, there's that. And then there's, you know, I don't know how many investments happen off of Facebook Messenger. Well, yeah, but, <laughs> and, and I would completely agree with you, but let's back up just a second to FTX. Uh -huh. These it's are not much different. You're right. That are taking your money and then promising to issue you an electronic credit in exchange for your cash. Uh huh. And people went for it by the billions. Well, that is true. Okay. So, yes. And because this media uh, interview that I did today, they go, you know, just. They go, this this opinion. They go, this is just your opinion. They said, why do you think that the outrage with Bernie Madoff was so different than the outrage with this guy, Sam Bankman Freed? And do I said Bankman Freed? That's his yeah. Name? Okay. Yeah, he's the FTX guy. Okay. And so and so I said, here's why. I said, because Bernie Madoff tried to make himself look legit. I go in, in crypto. Yeah, an actual office on Wall Street. Yeah, yeah, everybody knows crypto based out of the Bahamas is it's bound to fail at some, <laughs> some point. Hey man, we're done here on the Bahamas. You just send us our money, and we'll make sure you make a lot of money back. You just send it on down, brother. <laughs> <laughs> totally, those guys with their Rasta hats and everything. Exactly. Uh, I think that's more Jamaica. I don't think they like that in. Bahamas, they don't like that in the Bahamas. Oh, well, well. I don't know. I don't in the Bahamas. You know, I just realized where the Bahamas are on it's the off, map the it's other off of day. Georgia a little bit. Florida. Well, you, you Over so there you by go, the Bermuda Triangle. If you, you go north uh, from Miami through Florida, you basically hit the Georgia line, hang a hard right, and it's about a thousand miles out there. Um, I don't know if it's that far. It's probably more like five or six hundred, but mm -hmm. it's way, way out. I mean, it's not in the area of the Virgin Islands and Cuba and Dominican mm -hmm. Republic and all that. No, 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 no. It's way out to the yeah, right. Yeah, no, I didn't yeah, they're out there. It was that far. Mm -hmm. You know what you can do in the Bahamas? I want to go do this. You can swim with a pig. 
like in the in the ocean my my niece and nephew went and they were like you swimming. saw the the uh netflix documentary on the fire festival right i did that went fire, really f-y-r-e wrong. yeah yeah and how that was one big sham basically well the yeah. bahamas you know they they don't the reason companies go there is because they don't have the same kind of regulations and taxes and stuff like that that ever, anything well, based out of the bahamas you should like Think twice, because there's not the same kind of regulation. <laughs> because if something's set up there, it's because it's set up to the advantage of the person doing the setup and not the person coming in and using it. Oh, probably. Yeah, we need to figure out the rules. But yeah, the fire Festival, woo, that was bad. Well, yeah, and part of their marketing, the fire Festival, you know, they got these models out there swimming in the ocean with pigs. And, yeah, uh, yeah, you can really do it a, there. There's a whole island that's just populated by pigs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to go do it. Yeah, yeah. swim with so, the piggies. On that note, we should probably go and try to book a flight to the Bahamas. <laughs> we should. Now, we didn't cover a couple of things. Oh. I know Elizabeth Holmes got sentenced last week. And what did she get? Oh, she got right, 10 right, years? Right. Um, she did, yeah. Uh, almost In 10 years. In despite of her attorneys launching a very impassioned plea that she should simply have two years of home confinement because she's a nice white blonde girl who's never done anything wrong in her life and didn't realize what she was doing. I mm-hmm. think that was their argument. Well, that's basically their argument. But um, the thing that made me sad about that is, I mean, she's pregnant again. So like she is going to probably give birth in jail. And that's like, yeah, that's sad. And I don't, I don't, I'm not saying she didn't do people wrong, but that's, that's just adds to the sadness. Yeah. That's, that's sad in so many ways. Now it makes me wonder I mean, why on earth would somebody get pregnant knowing this is? Well, that's what I wondered too. I wondered if it was a. I think it's yeah, and I'm, my guess is that it's fifty-fifty as to whether or not she ends up in jail and suddenly she's not pregnant. No, like what do you mean? You don't think she's really pregnant? Well, yeah, I mean, it's uh, well, I would say fifty-fifty. She's not really pregnant. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, that's interesting. But understand, I come at this from the guy's perspective, where we want to question that that accusation of "you got me pregnant." Oh, well, she is married, to be fair. Okay. Still, what kind of moron who's about to go to jail knows they're about to go to jail, knows they've been convicted of a crime with up to a 20-year sentence attached to it, knows they're going to jail, husband is going to know they're... Who decides, let's get pregnant? Well, I wondered that too. And so there's definitely some trouble there. And I think the only person that says that is the person who thinks, my lawyers can take a pregnant picture of me and keep me out of jail. You're That's probably, I mean, you got a point. I'm not saying you're wrong. Not well, th- all right. So there was another one, and I got to look this story up before we sign off of here. And it was um, these people down in Atlanta, the Chrisleys, that had a reality TV show. What was oh, it called? Oh, right. You, you told me. I don't know. I don't watch that Chrisley show. Chrisley Knows Best. That I've never watched That was the name it. of their show. Really interesting story on these guys. So apparently these guys just got sentenced by uh, U.S. District uh, Court to, let's see, the guy, Todd, uh, got 12 years in prison, and his wife, Julie, got seven uh, in prison. Now, the story was, basically, these people built their whole life on fraud. And when that was falling apart on them, they went and started uh, and, and all their loans that they, so they took out all these fraudulent loans for millions and millions of dollars, and, uh, and basically an extensive bank fraud scheme. Uh, and uh, And when that the banks caught up to them on that and said, nope, they're going to call their loans back in mm-hmm. and realized it was all BS. So they shifted gears and started a reality TV show about themselves. <laughs> and it's known as Chrisley Knows Best, oh. which the amount of ego in this 
can only be rivaled, I think, by the Madoffs since we brought them up earlier. But yeah, Chrisley <laughs> knows best because we are incredibly successful uh, people, and you know we have this great, tight knit, boisterous family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they took all of the earnings. They actually turned this into a very successful show, as I understand it. And they uh, and they took all their earnings from that. Were able to hide quite a bit of it from the IRS. Yada yada. Uh, long story short, they eventually got convicted of bank fraud, tax evasion, and conspiring to defraud the IRS. Uh, there was also some wire fraud and obstruction stuff in there as well. Um, and their accountant, who was hired by them, was also in on the conspiracy. He got found guilty of conspiracy to fraud as well oh. and will, willfully filing false tax returns. So he got three years in prison just uh, for his vicarious viability as their accountant. Uh, meanwhile, these guys, so apparently the prosecutor said they, the, this family, the Crisleys, mm-hmm. submitted fake documents to banks and managed to secure more than 30 million in fraudulent loans. It's easy to do. And when that scheme fell apart, they walked away, uh, didn't repay the loans, and declared bankruptcy, and then started the reality show just to flaunt their wealth and their lifestyle, which is really <laughs> all the, the show was about, again, built entirely on fraud. <sighs> crazy story so yeah these people are going to jail now of course their arguers their, their attorneys are arguing that no they're good family people and positive members uh, of the uh community they should not go to jail you know plus also they're white and have very white teeth and white <laughs> it's probably because their teeth here. and anyway so um so yeah that I don't know what argument you would have that these people don't deserve to go to jail, but they're going to jail for 10 years and 12 years, respectively. Oh, wow. Well, what would you do if you went to jail with your partner and then they got out two years earlier than you? Well, that's like a whole fantasy right there. What do you mean? <laughs> you get your partner, you're locked in a cell. You can do, I, I think they have, you know, that's like, anyway. So <laughs> moving on. So you and your partner. So your partner in crime, you mean, go to, you, you get convicted of something and go to jail. Mm-hmm. So what was the question? Well, if, because they're married. So if, if yeah. you got out two years before, would you feel bad about yourself? Um, I figure you got two years to find yourself a new partner before the old <laughs> one comes back. And it's a win-win either way. You either find that person or the other one comes back and you're all squared away. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. Let's wrap that up. We'll see y'all later. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. We're glad to have you. And of course, if you feel like buying us a cup of coffee, because, you know, we're broke. <laughs> keep your eye out for the for the uh liner notes it's in the details in, in whatever the written description oh, no. is yeah. on whatever your platform is where you find our show and you'll find a link there if you want to help us out we'd love the help thank you so much and if not we'll still see you next week yep tracy and alex out we're out alex mm, hey tracy i'm thirsty are you thirsty? I am. I got a, I've got a cup of uh, uh, green tea here. It's just not really hitting the mark. You know what I could really use? Mm. I could use a double espresso with a little bit of stevia. What about you? I, uh, I'm a mocha, mocha girl. Mocha. So you're into, the, well, <laughs> of course, because there's chocolate, right? Yeah. I like yeah. Um, coffee flavored sugar milk with chocolate. <laughs> that's basically what it is i it like is. my chocolate cow that's yeah but, <laughs> I got but it. you know how people can help us with our needs now no and, on me. and they can help the podcast grow and they can buy us a cup of coffee now 
Oh, that would be amazing. How do we do that? Well, there is a link in the show notes that uh, basically allows you to donate to the show to help because, uh, you know, it's it's not free to do these. And, uh, and, and I'm helps. expensive. You are expensive. You're the I only am. one making money here, if we're honest. And- <laughs> I'm, well, I'm wearing my expensive shirt, too. I see your shirt has a belly button hole. It's a breathing <clears> anyway, hole. we went over this. It's a blowhole. Right, right. So but. People can keep the craziness going and just buy us a cup of coffee. So just go to the link and you can do it. It's, it's five dollars or, or uh, more because, you know, we're thirsty and we got a podcast and we got bills to pay. We'd love to stay on the air and keep entertaining you guys, because, frankly, we do this for uh, for our own purposes, simply because it's a lot of fun. And we hope that you guys get value out of it as well. If you want to show your support or just your appreciation, a cup of coffee would go a long way. Just click the link down in the show notes. And thanks so much from us. 